Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal. Hello and welcome to the Didi and Vital show. It's another week. Hi Didi. How's it going? Things are looking up. Shorzy is coming up for a new season. If anybody... You're not saying awesome because... I'm not saying awesome. You're already saying... No. We're so not okay. We're not okay. Still not okay. No, we're not going to be okay for a while. Yeah. So- but on a humoristic side, producer Dave and I were talking about History of the World Part 1, Mel Brooks, movies that you can never make ever again. I think between History of the World and Blazing Saddles, I think it's very, very safe to say that he, he did try it with Hulu to have like a new version of something like this. And it's, uh, it actually wasn't that bad. I encourage you to, uh, I, to I watch, watch it, but it, oh, it, you, didn't love it? Uh, the, you can't do raunchy like you used to do. True. And you can't, and you can't see things that you used to. But the thing that you can say is Mel Brooks is a philosopher and he goes to the unemployment office. And the unemployment uh, guy says, what do you do? And he says, I pontificate on the something of the world. And I said, oh, so you're a bullshit artist. Did you bullshit today? Did you bullshit yesterday? And I think as somebody wants to listen to us, they can be ready for bullshit. <laughs> Saying we are BS artists. Yes. No, we're journalists, which is the same thing. I'm a marketeer. You said that I lie for a living. living. Yes. Lawyers, this is the difference between marketeers and lawyers. When you deal with lawyers, you assume that they're going to lie. When you talk to marketeers, you assume other things. Yes. Oh, a bullshit artist. Yes. That's all there was with that. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, I, we have a few listeners, so maybe they think that we give them a little bit more than just bullshit. Oh, well, well. We, so. we, we give them serious content. No, we're, we're entertainment. I hope so, too. Uh, yes. Yeah, we, we didn't have dinner together for a while because you've been traveling and you had the offsites and stuff. So, but let's talk about what we want to share today. Relocation. It's, yes. So without taking any, like a lot of people in the midset of moving or considering moving or changing locations for all kinds of reasons, some friends, some families, and not just from Israel. Uh, but but you have a lot of you have a lot of Israelis trying to bail. But there's also a lot of people that want to change scenery. Yes, and that's legit. Sweet. Um, a little bit of a refresh, and since we are almost celebrating soon, twelve years. For no, what do you mean soon? We we relocated in August of twenty. Oh yes, twelve years. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. my, it, my, my DD math. Yeah. It's, it's DD math. So. Uh, and and I lived in the U.S. before that for my studies, so we have a little bit of perspective, and we want to share some of our tips and thoughts and things you should consider. We're not relocation experts. It's not what we do, but from people that moved around, and you, we know what people that will move will go through, at least in some aspects. So we wanted to share some thoughts and we'd love if you have friends that want to move, consider moving, changing. Talk to us. Just talk to us or, or share this episode and we hope it would be helpful. And by the way, we have no expertise. And to be very, very honest, very much in the spirit of Didi Lital, we invested zero thought and zero planning into our own move and we winged it. 
So and, and maybe we start with what was our experience and what we learned from that, and then we can kind of like uh, sure. from what we learned, we can kind of like so go and, first, and see what other so should do and shouldn't do. Yes. So first thing, I want to thank uh, Larry Friedman and Brett Hartman, uh, the CTO of RSA at the time, and my uh, basically the guy that shared the office with me in in the U.S. because they told me of a list of things that thou shall know. So if you remember, Larry told us, only buy new construction. Only buy new construction. When you're an Israeli and you live in cinder house blocks and you move to the U.S. and you move to this paper mache construct that they call houses, that small, that the strong huff and puff will knock them down, you want to have a new construction. You don't want to deal with any of the mechanics. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're moving into the deep no, 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 no. already. But, and... but, but, but that was important. So these are two tips. Not new construction and the other one yeah, was I... have, is have a built-in garage. And it kind of le- led into the things that you need to understand, that the weather is very different. Weather changes how you feel in life. Like my sister gave me a call this morning and said she wants to move to Vancouver. Vancouver, sorry, Pat, is a more communist version of Redmond. It's basically if you want to live in, in Seattle or Redmond, Washington, and you want a communist version of that, you cross the river and you live in Vancouver. You still have the fun 300 days of rain, uh, but you get to enjoy long lines if you ever want an MRI. So if you want to go to the dentist, you cross the river and get a... So let's take one step back. Yes. You're like, uh, I'm, uh, of course. <laughs> you, you banged on your bullshit. So yes. I, I think the point is... There are some core things when you're changing your life, when you're moving, and if it's a longer-term move. Like if you're coming for one year, go and explore. You're, you're a tourist. Basically, I can tell you I moved for uh, less than two years to do my studies at Columbia University. Yes, that's my alma mater. Now I'm pissed at them, and I send them multiple emails this week with the way they treat Israeli and Jewish students. That's a different story. But – that is something you don't need to think about for too long because if you're moving for one, two years, you're doing a postdoc, you're doing an MBA, you just move for a quick relocation and you know you have a ticket back, you have to go back. It's a completely different story than a long-term relocation. So if you are moving for a short-term, go wherever. Go explore the world, have fun, go as to a place that is as different as possible from the way you live right now because – for me, it's an exploration. It's something to you should be doing in life. It's a way for you to be on your tippy toes and not be complacent and be humble and see different things. And it's an important experience. If you are planning a longer term and maybe you are considering and you don't know if it's a longer term, if but if you have a family, you, you're going to kind of like take your life for more than two years into a place. I think what Didi is saying, you more than, you know, the obvious thing of where I'm going to work, where my kids are going to go to school, what kind of community, do I like it, do I not? Those are the obvious thing. I think people don't talk about the non-obvious things, which are extremely important for the day-to-day, but it are hard for us to grasp, which is things like the weather how many days of sunshine you actually have. Yes. To your point, Vancouver is not the, the shiniest place. How if, you're an Israeli, if you're an Israeli 
and you grow up with 300 days of sunshine. Yeah. And you, even and in a rainy day. Even in a rainy day, at there's sunshine. At the end sunshine. of the day, the sun comes yeah. up. And the sun, remember in that song that, the, that Jonathan Geffen says, the sun is sick here? It's a very different sun. You're used to coming out, and if you don't put sunglasses, you basically go blind yeah. on the way to the car, and suddenly you live in a haze and drizzle. It affects your state of mind. It makes you depressed. Lital was really, really winter depressed. Yeah. There's other things that really impact you. The fact that bread is not what you think it is. Remember the first time we used Wonder Bread, and the bread did not grow mold for like four weeks. And I said, well, if the mold doesn't want to eat it, maybe we shouldn't eat it. <laughs> and <laughs> Which we took goes a to 95% of uh, commercial food sold in it, the U.S. Yes. Another thing is like, so when in most parts of the world, math has one answer because math is precise. And I remember Ron's teacher telling me, well, the answer is debatable. I said, no, 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 it's math. There's right and wrong. She says, no, 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 we don't teach right and wrong. And that was the point where we decided that Newton public schools do not know how to teach math, and that's why our kids are in RSM, because math is not debatable. That's not a question. So, so yeah, there are those subtle things when you think about... That's not subtle. In, no, uh, actually, do we even... Is there a word for subtle in Hebrew? No, there isn't. Of course, because nothing is subtle. Nothing is subtle. <laughs> But there are things in life that you should be aware of when yes. you choose where to live. And it's it's hard to actually know about and to even kind of compare and contrast yes. options and, and when you think of where do I want to move. And here's where I'm going to go on my soapbox. And most Israelis and basically most Europeans as well, because we were dealing with this with our nannies. And basically most people are, are kind of idiots about the U.S. So everybody wants to go to San Francisco. I guess also about Europe, too. Yeah. I mean, well, Europe, like, you just need to see the movie Eurotrip and you kind of get it. it. It's like, it, it's a tiny little dump. Like, where do you want to leave? I want to live in New York City, San yes. Francisco, so, or London. So let's take a look at, at the, the shitholes of the world that nobody actually should live in. And my pet peeve, New York is a dump. Besides being dirty and being a dump, you pay 12% tax on everything. Taxes matter. Terrible Tra school system. Terrible to school system. And it, it, there's so much wrong. And you end up paying most of your salary for rent. But the common Israeli thinks that I want to come to America and live in New York. Yes. No, you don't want to live in New York. Because even most Israelis, if they have more than one child, and most Israelis, three is the new four and four is the new five and whatever, they need to think of where they park their minivan. So they end up in Livingston or Tenafly, and you don't actually live in New York, and you end up in one of the suburbs. In general, the U.S. is very suburb-oriented. I remember a guy had the very rude awakening about relocation because he moved to Overland Park in, near Kansas City. Kansas City. Yes, which is another thing that you cannot assume by a name that you're in where you think it is because Kansas City is not actually in Kansas. He moved to Overland Park in Kansas, and he discovered that the houses were new, the roads were cleaned, everything went according to the schedule. And when he moved to Massachusetts, he discovered that our roads look like 
a tank drove over them. That's just Newton. It's not just Newton. It's everywhere here. Needham is great. Needham is great, but road, roads in Massachusetts in general are yeah, kind of yeah. shitty. Yeah. There's no light. There's no light. <laughs> There's no light anywhere. We, we care about the environment and, and yes. the animals, but not the people. Exactly. So you can't, the, the people driving on the road, there's no lights. The houses are, as I said, the houses are old. The streets are, were built for carts. Uh, there is not even lighting in houses. Yes, exactly. And People like sitting in the dark. So he It's moved, like your Polish grandma. And then he discovered about Taxachusetts. So he moved from Israel to Kansas to Massachusetts and was pining for, for Kansas ever, ever, happily ever after. Another thing is, like, everybody wants to go to Miami. Miami. <laughs> not me. Well, yes. <laughs> Well, th- there is some to say about moving if you move from a warm country to move to another warm country, but well, the... if you move to from Natania to Miami, no, it's not even that so my my thoughts on this is before you move to Miami, read about Tampa now, the advantage of Miami versus New York, by the way, if you are an Israeli, be aware that at least you get less taxes, a lot less taxes you get better. Weather. You get better weather. Ah, the hurricanes. The hurricanes. Yeah. But, but if you actually want to put your toe in the water, you actually want to move to Tampa because the Gulf of Mexico is a lot nicer and a lot warmer and is a lot more what we know. I think they say it was the first hurricane in years that Tampa got. Exactly. Uh, so. Exactly. So be aware if Tom Brady chose Tampa and he has much better salary than we do. Consider that versus the other. So this is where you need to understand how the world works versus the shiny th- stuff. Next is... Yeah, I, I, to, to summarize that, the place that you like visiting for vacations is not, is not a place to go live in. Uh, yes. uh, vacations are where you are spending money, having fun. It's not your day-to-day life. Yes. And, and you see the world through really different lenses. So if you consider going to places in Europe you visited before, places in the, in the U.S., you take off this tourist lens. Again, if you go to one, two years, yes, again, it's an extended vacation. It's never an extended vacation. We said, yeah, we're going to move for a couple of years, you and I. 12 years later. No, you said you're not doing it if I'm not committing that it will be that at least three years. I'm giving it three years chance. Yes. So, so it was three uh, years. Uh, we never had two years in the agreement. But yeah. So plan. Uh, so that that's one. The California as a whole, by the way, is something that people don't realize that a lot of the big tech companies right now are, are leaving California in droves. Mm-hmm. The post in the post-COVID world, San Francisco right now is very hard to live in. Well, the only place that I think is still very viable is San Diego. San Diego is amazing. San Diego is amazing. La Jolla, which nobody knows what where La Jolla is. We have tons of friends that relocated from here to there. Yes, because because the beach, the beach, the weather, the weather, the people, the community. This is an important. This is another thing that you need to understand. Is Try to see, spend some time there and in, in assess the community. A lot of times you, you think when you live in a certain place most of your life, you get used to the fact that you can call mommy and help her when kids are sick. Now mommy's... Your neighbor. No, mommy's like a million miles away. 
and your neighbor is the one that if you need something, you should rely on. So check yes. the community. Yes. So you need to understand the community. And the community really matters. And the other thing that really, really matters is to really understand taxes. The taxes, I, the, there's two certainties I, in life. I, I would say, let me generalize on that. You need to understand the Excel spreadsheet of the, the real cost of living. It's not just taxes. It's everything. It, a lot of things you think, oh, this is so much cheaper than in the place I live in. And some things are so much more expensive. You need to think about health insurance and will you have an employer that will cover that? You need to understand the cost of education, private school, public school, until the age of kindergarten, in most places, you need to spend a fortune on daycare. So there are all those kinds of costs that you need to put into an Excel spreadsheet and figure them out. Taxes are part of this. So I think it, there is a bigger picture of whatever you think about the cost of living that you will have, it will be different. And I think I've seen a lot in relocation groups on Facebook and things like that. There are a lot of people that give examples. So can help you with kind of real life simulation of what things would be. Always estimate more because life is, you know, you it's never complicated. It's complicated. You don't know. So assume more relocation is an expensive thing. I think the most important thing that I want to say to anyone considering moving up is that be flexible and expect the unexpected. The first three years are really a roller coaster. Only after three years, you start feeling that you belong. And I think this is something I want to say that is important when you move. That's why I'm saying when you are two years in a, in a place, it's not home. It's the new place you are at. It takes three years, at least for me, but I think for, for a lot of people. I hear a lot of people that move that only after three years you are kind of get used, get your routine. Things start settling down. The kids get to know the language better. All those pains of the beginning becomes to ease up. And then you can start seeing the pluses and minuses of the place, seeing things in a different aspect. Changing immigration, changing location is a tough thing. It's everything in your day-to-day -day that is becoming different. You need to communicate, not in your native language. In many of the cases, you need to deal with bureaucracy and it really there's another thing some countries have terrible bureaucracy and you need to prep yourself for that yes. hello paperwork you yes know. The, the the waivers everything i mean sending for kids israelis the level of red tape of bureaucracy of paperwork you need to go through when you are in the u.s is just unbearable so prep for that. There is nothing you can do. That's part of life. This is the culture. This is the way things work. When you apply for a visa, you know how much paperwork you have. Think about it like 100 times every day, applying for everything. And sending um, your kids to, to a, a trampoline experience at a birthday party. You need to fill out 30 forms to just have your kid bounce on a trampoline yes. and have the right kind of socks. 
Oh yeah, I love you. I love it. Five more dollars to buy the right socks for yes. like jumping on a trampoline. Exactly. Because it's not safe to jump on a trampoline, and there exactly. is a liability if that. And you need to take a training video. And you need to take a training video. I love the training videos. Exactly. As if you are about to, I don't know, shoot a rocket. Yes. Sorry, the, all those uh, metaphors we have today. Yes. So, I do want to say, take a breather. And for that, a community is helpful because to go through those three tough years of a change, the kids, the emotional roller coaster, the hurdles, the community can help and ease up some things. So that's definitely something to bear in mind. Use the community. Find a place where you have a community. What else? The cars. What about the cars? So this is an important. Forget the cheap and expensive. This is, this is an important lesson to learn. When you're someplace, walk around, look at what people are driving. There's a reason why they're driving that. So you'll see a lot of people coming from warm weather countries, and they say, yeah, why do you need that four-wheel drive? Or certain people, I will not point fingers, that said, no, 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 minivan is a bad idea. Uh, I, I want to drive an SUV. And you see like a bazillion Siennas. If you go to the JCC and people have kids, you'll see – about 15 silver Siennas, one by one. There's, if you see everybody's driving a Sienna, ask yourself, why is everybody driving a Sienna? Do not need to be a smartass and get an Explorer, as Ford is fix or repair daily, or should I get a Sienna like everybody else? Well, we got a Ford because they didn't... Uh, it was from your work. Or like, yes. We didn't have a credit line. Oh, I don't know. I, no, no, no. I, we, we, got an SUV, we got an SUV because of you. I said, uh, let's get a Sienna. But the... the well, we have a Sienna. We now, have a Sienna. Now it's like as old as... It's a Petri dish. It's a big, big Petri dish. If you sit in the back of the seat of our Sienna, I do not guarantee that you can step out of it. Leah likes to hide food. She has this mentality of hiding food in places just in case. And there's a lot of food hidden in different locations in the car. Let's She's almost 16 and we have the car since <laughs> she was an infant. Exactly. So, uh, so the, the, look, at, look around. If you, this is a, a conversation I had. If you're in a place where you see everybody's driving an F-150, more likely than not, there's a reason why you need an F-150. And by the way, that's the most common car in the U.S., the F-150. So unless you're in, in New York or in California, more likely than not, if you're in the Carolinas, you need a truck because you'll discover that there's a whole bunch of stuff that you need to move. This is the DIY thing. This is another part. Understand what services are available because a lot of times um, this is something that's really, really weird depending on e – even when you relocate inside the U.S., there are states where DIY – do it yourself is like a way of life and there's just not there, there isn't going to be a person to do this because everybody does it so nobody professionalizes in this so there is no handyman to go there's no handyman. You, fix repair you maybe even fixing even fixing like your cabinets like cabinets are out of alignment you need to get a youtube video and buy the tools and do this by the way i hate it i hate it with a vengeance i'm willing to pay whatever this is why nothing is fixed in our home. No, because I don't do why I, yeah. I, I, I will. Me neither. Yes. No, I want to pay you, for it. Yes. So this is something that you need to understand even moving between places. 
because you'll see that New York and the Californias have more handymen if you're moving out of them. You might end up in the place where you need to do a whole bunch of stuff. So look at the cars. It's just different. I mean, you cannot plan that when you move into a place. That's the thing. You need to know that you're coming to a complete new sets of rules and behaviors and traditions. And you need to learn, embrace it. If you really hate it, consider moving to another place. And if not, I tell you in three years, you'll get used to it. Some of it you'll change and going to like. A few things you're still going to hate it's- and you'll make jokes. Some things you'll find a way to hack and solve. Yes. But it will take you three years. So that's brace for it. And that's why people that have been through immigration are more resilient yes. because they've been through change and suffered and went through that. Another thing. Yeah. Pay attention to fashion. That's another thing you need to understand. So certain people, again. Oh, there is no fashion. There is. So the number of snow boots that we as a family had to endure because of your denial that there is no snow and you thought that, that you there could, is no good looking snow boots. There, there, there are no good looking snow boots. Also, no, parka no, no, no. is not something that looks good. Exactly. You, you look like a Michelin. A Michelin tire. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You need to embrace the suck. You need to come in. So one of the things you need to understand, if you're moving to a place that's very different than where you are. Uh, so my buddy Tarek, I, I don't know what Dennis was thinking. Moved him January 1st for tax reasons. Moved him January 1st from India to Boston. Can you imagine somebody moving that from India? That is very, very important. In if January you're coming 1st? in the winter from a warm country, there is a point in the winter that it will be hard to still find... Joy in life. Yeah, but I forget about that. Even buying winter gear and whatever oh, you yes. think is your winter gear from Israel. No. Just your Uniqlo... Bibi-like jacket, leave it at home. I don't know. This is what Leah calls my summer jacket. Yes. When she's in the summer wearing a puffer, yes. that, that's what Israeli think is a, like winter a winter jacket. So, like, it's not going to help you. All those sweaters that you have, it, it's not going to no. help you. Flea sweaters, not going to help you. So that is something that is important to think about. You need equipment to deal through, to go through winter. And if you're coming in... Late January, beginning of February, you're coming here. It will be hard to find them in stores because the sale is already gone. You, you can still find them. But, yeah, it's already springtime in stores. So something to plan in advance. Yes. The other thing that I found that is also important, besides understanding fashion, is understanding the nuance of language. So even between when you move inside the U.S., there's the nuance of language. The... There's a there's a, a bunch of movies coming from the Holderness family. They have like a Midwesterner dealing with a Bostonian. This is a this is a very nice set of videos to watch of what the euphemism actually means. Like when somebody says "bless your heart," they mean you're, you're an idiot. Things like that. And let me help you with this is an is is an is, is an example. Or you should do this means do this, dummy. 
And and a lot of times I the, suggest you. Do. I suggest you do this exactly. It's means a, do it. It means do it. So th- there's like these differences between parts of because the subtleties. The what, what we what, don't have in Israel. Forget the Israel. Even when you go between the 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 East Coast into the flyover states. The fact that you call them that way, yeah. There's a reason why they're called flyover states. So when you move from the East Coast to the Midlands, you, there, there's a change in pace. There's a change in dynamics. I think it's really important because I see it a lot with people that just moved in and need to handle, let's say, communication with school teachers, um, weird are too direct, we are offensive the way we talk. We think it's fine, uh, but the way our language is built and the way we are tuned in to talking, expressing ourselves, not to say even in writing. Um, so if you are, let me tell you this. If you are about to write a letter to the teacher of <laughs> your, your child's teacher. Chad GPT is your friend. ChatGPT is your friend. You have to copy-paste. Before sending, copy-paste it into ChatGPT and ask it to rewrite it as assertive but polite tone. Remember, ChatGPT, copy-paste, ask it to change the text to be assertive but polite. Thank yes. me afterwards. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Thank goodness yes. for ChatGPT for saving us. Yes. And when you talk, I, I maybe we need the ChatGPT to help us. Yes. Talk. And in general, <laughs> do a tag team. So, for example, Yana, don't allow Dennis and I to talk to teachers oh my God. unsupervised. No, no, you're, you're not. Yeah, you're not allowed. Yeah, I, I, he's not coming to parent-teacher meetings. Uh, yes. That's persona non grata in school. I think we are... Out of time. I think we're out of time. Although I can, I can pontificate on this one for a very long time. Well, we can add other people's comments and thoughts. And if you've been through a relocation, when we post this, we'd love to get your thoughts. Maybe we'll have a follow-up session. If you have specific topics that you want to ask us, give us a try. Maybe we can provide you with some insight. Well, thank you so much again, Didi. Thank you. The Didi and Lital Show is a weekly podcast. Please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. If you like this episode, if some of your friends are going through or thinking about a relocation, please share it with them. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you.